Welcome to the Sex and Astrology Podcast. I'm Brandy Joy, and we are talking 2024 horoscopes today, and this is the horoscope for Pisces. So whether you're Pisces rising, Pisces sun, Pisces moon, this horoscope is for you. So if you're a Pisces, you're in the right place. Okay, let's talk about the first big aspect this year for you, and that is Pluto. So Pluto is actually going to be transiting your 12th house over the next 20 years. So let's talk about what that means. So Pluto moves a a sign about every 20 years, approximately. It's been in Capricorn for the past, since 2008. (laughs) So since 2008, Pluto has been in Capricorn, and now it's moving into Aquarius, which is your 12th house, right? So the 12th house is your house of spirit, your house of spirituality, your house of mental health, your house of hidden aspects in your life, the unconscious realm, your dreams, prophecies, psychic intuitions, awakening. So Pluto is going into your house of awakening. So you're about to go through a spiritual awakening over the next 20 years. So a lot of spiritual transformations um, can also be hidden things about you that Um, you know, past lives and things like that. Who knows? I mean, this will be different for everybody, but this could really awaken you to your own spirituality more so than you already are. Um, As it goes through your 12th house, um, it usually will start really affecting you in the, the first few months. You'll start seeing some effects. And then over the next 20 years, it'll kind of go up and down a bit. So you'll, you'll, you know, have some you know, big things happen, and then it'll be kind of quiet for a while. So it's a long term aspect It's 20 years, right? And so this is going to be like a deep exploration of your unconscious mind, uh, the world of the astral and dreams. And um, it's a time that you can really uncover uh, things in the unconscious, like past lives and unconscious fears and patterns and uh, psychological stuff. So Pluto, uh, when it goes through some a house, right? It it creates like a transformative kind of experience where it's kind of like you're in a cocoon state um, in a lot of ways. So for instance, right? Caterpillar goes into a cocoon state, becomes a butterfly, right? That's supposed to be Pluto. That's like Pluto's effect. It's uh, when it goes through a house, it, you know, it's like you going into that cocoon ready for rebirth. It's like you're polishing yourself to become better, more powerful in that area. So this is going to empower you in terms of your spirituality and your connection with your high self, your spiritual awakening, um, also your mental health. So you have to be very careful with Pluto in the 12th house, whether it's natally in your chart, like birth chart, or if it's a transit, because that means it's a time for you to do spiritual work. And if you're not doing spiritual work, it can cause some spiritual crisis in your life. So it's a good time to do trance work and meditation and ritual and all of that good stuff that's more internal for you to transform from the inside. And, uh, you know, just pay attention to this area of your life over the next 20 years, really focus on your spirituality, focus on the spiritual dimension, and clearing out any cords from other people like negative cords of attachment, clearing out past baggage, karmic patterns, Um, a lot of times you go through like a dark night of the soul with Pluto in the 12th house, you'll go through like, uh, a time of doing shadow work in the area of your spiritual karmic lessons and your, your cleansing of the soul, right? Getting rid of, of old stuff. And also, um, it could be like a reintegration 
of fragments of your energy that might be elsewhere. Maybe you are too attached to some other people in your life from the past and stuff. And so this could be a time when you pull that energy back to you. But this will definitely be an exploration of your unconscious mind. And um, it's good to do therapeutic type work, uh, dream analysis, introspective work, and any kind of shadow work or um, meditation work, ritual work is going to be extremely healthy for you, extremely helpful for you. This is going to be a great opportunity for you to go through spiritual awakening and really connecting with your high self and becoming a more whole person and powerful person in realms of spirit. Okay. All right, Pisces, let's take a look at your Saturn, right? Or yeah. So Saturn is in Pisces all year. (laughs) So that means it's in your first house. It's in your house of who you are, your life path, your identity. Um, From March 7th of 2023 until May of 2025, Saturn is in Pisces. Saturn is the teacher. Saturn is father time. It's, it's the, it's the teacher archetype that helps you to develop more discipline in an area, more responsibility, more structure, and hard lessons can come at you in this area. It's in your first house of everything. (laughs) The first house in your chart can affect everything in your whole life, right? Especially personal identity, um, your life path, um, So this is going to be a time where you really start emphasizing a lot of, you're going to really start like experiencing more focused energy in terms of what you want in life, right? It'll be like a heightened awareness of everything. You becoming like hyper aware of your approach in life, your behaviors in life, um, your life path. What are you doing to really be? in your purpose-driven life, right? Um, It becomes very much a self-awareness kind of transit. Um, So this whole year is going to be about you becoming like more mature in like every area of your life, more evolved in every area of your life, Um, developing more self-awareness and um, really just becoming a better version of you. Um, So it really, Saturn will encourage you as a teacher uh, to establish really good long-term goals and more of a strategic type of approach in your whole life, more strategy in terms of personal development, um, career advancement, your life direction overall. So Saturn's the teacher and it, it starts really making you develop more discipline, structure and responsibility in that area. So this is like life changing year for you as Pluto is going into your 12th house of spiritual awakening. And now Saturn is in your first house of like your whole world. This is a very important year for you. This is a major shift for you this year. Um, So then we have the eclipses. So let's talk about the eclipses, right? Every year we have two eclipse seasons, which last about a month each. And uh, those energies, right? The eclipses will affect you for about a month. And when when we have a season, the last season we had was in October of 2023. The next season will be March and April coming up the end of March and through the first half of April. So these eclipses will be hitting your eighth house, your second house, and your first house. All right, so in October of 2023, on October 14th, to be exact, you had the eclipse in your eighth house. 
Your eighth house is all about uh, shared resources, shared finances, um, intimacy, and also just deep psychological growth. Also sexuality. There's a lot of topics here, the occult. Uh, So the eighth house is a very deep, deep house. And it hit that house for you, that eclipse in October of uh, 2023, right? It was at Libra, 21 degrees on October 14th. And this was a new moon solar eclipse, which is new beginnings. So you had some kind of new beginning or illumination or realization happen to you in this area of your life, the eighth house in October. And whatever happened to you, go back to that because this next chapter is going to happen to you at the end of March. So March 25th, we have another eclipse in the same eighth house for you. And that will be at Libra five degrees full moon eclipse, which will be a culmination point for you, a next chapter for you in your eighth house. And so the eighth house, it is about transforming your intimate relationships. Um, You could develop a lot of deep emotional, like, um, you know, connection with maybe a lover. Um, You could undergo a transformative experience where you realize that uh, your feelings were right about something in terms of your connection with somebody, um, maybe your shared resources, shared finances, investments. Uh, So again, eclipses really illuminate and make you realize. And so if you hear any news or gossip come out during an eclipse, it's usually right. So be careful and be aware of that. If you hear something or find out something, it's probably true. Um, so you're, you're a lot of times when an eclipse happens in your eighth house, it's, it's going to shift your partnerships, your relationships quite a bit. It will make you realize things about your relationships and partnerships, especially the ones that are like sexual or intimate, um, and anything where you're sharing resources. So it could even be roommates, um, because you're sharing resources in the, the home and you're both paying money, right? So something could happen like you find out they're not they're not paying their side or um, all of a sudden they skip out, you know, something like that could happen. And it's not always a bad thing. Um, it's just that things usually get illuminated and, and culminate during these eclipses, right? Um, so anyways, um, it could be good, it could be bad, um, but it is usually something where there's like a change, a shift. And it could even be um, also more spiritual awakening type stuff because your 12th house is getting, you know, impacted by Pluto. And um, this is also a watery house. This is a house of spiritual practices and occult mysteries and, um, you know, connection with the other side. So this could also be that, um, you know, that gets illuminated for you that maybe you realize and have an awakening here, uh, something about your own spirituality can happen. So again, March 25th, um, that will be an eclipse in your eighth house. And then on April 8th, we'll have another eclipse. And this one will be in your second house because it will be in Aries at 19 degrees. And that's your second house. This will be a new moon solar eclipse on April 8th. And that would be about new beginnings in the area of your second house, which has to do with finances. It has to do with um, personal resources your values, your self-worth. This is like the you house. It's like your stuff, you know? Um, And when uh, an eclipse happens here, there can be a lot of significant financial changes happen. Again, I mean, two and eight, right? Eight's all about other people's money and your connection. And then two is about 
your money and your stuff, right? So you can see how they affect each other. And so April 8th, when you have this eclipse happen in your second house, this can involve changes in your income, could involve changes in your finances and credit, uh, spending habits, uh, reassessment of financial priorities. Something could happen here where you lose some money. So be careful. Don't be crazy and risky with your money uh, during this time in March and April. You want to be very careful with your money during this time. Um, I remember why I was warned, must have been about 15 years ago when I was studying astrology under um, somebody here in Orlando. And I went and, you know, got a reading from him, of course. And, and he told me, be careful of the eclipse coming up here, you know, <laughs> in your, it was either second or eighth house, you know, and he said, you know, you could lose money um, at that time. Um, oh, I think it was the eighth house because I remember uh, it was, it was tied with somebody else. He said, you know, be careful of other people's money. And um, I ended up, you know, losing money that month <laughs> over a lease agreement stuff. Yeah. So be aware of that. Be careful with that. And he was, he was perfectly right on. And it's because, you know, he was talking about the eclipse in the eighth house. Um, I, I learned that back then. And ever since I've paid a lot of attention to eclipses because I didn't realize how powerful they were, but this can lead to a reassessment of your, um, you know, even your skills and your talents and everything. Cause those are yours, right? Anything that's yours, your resources, um, it could be um, a journey towards more self-value, more self-esteem, more self-appreciation. Um, eclipses, they can also help you to like want to declutter and simplify, um, which can be really good, make you want to kind of clean up and uh, get rid of some things and stuff like that, right? Um, because remember, it's all about changes and shifts, and this is about your material possessions, your resources, um, changes in your career or income can also happen during this time because it's in your second house, which has a connection to your career house. Um, so you could even get more compensation. Uh, you could lose your job. I mean, there it could be a lot of different things that happen. Um, everybody's going to be different. And uh, but it could be new opportunities for more financial growth, more money. Um, but it's a good time to evaluate your personal investments and just be careful with it. And um, you know, don't, don't be risky during March and April. All right. So let's move on to the next eclipse season happening this year for you. This will be an eclipse on September 17th in your first house where Saturn is the teacher. So September 17th, we have a Pisces full moon eclipse at 25 degrees. Um, when this happens, um, it brings about a lot of transformative energies uh, for your personal identity, your self-expression, your life path. Right? So you're already dealing with that, right? You have Saturn there, which is going to be like, hey, pay attention. Let's really focus here. And then an eclipse happens there. And so the eclipse um, can signify a period of just self-discovery, um, illumination, about more about your first house and what needs to change in terms of your self-image or your life path, your personal identity. And it can really help you to um, initiate new life chapters, right? So the first house is all about new beginnings of the self, right? And an eclipse here, it can help you to kind of reinvent yourself or realize what you need to do to reinvent yourself and to develop better goals for yourself. And then finally, you know, it can definitely affect your relationships, because the first house is connected to your house of relationships, the seventh house, okay? 
So the eclipse in the first house can bring about changes in your personal relationships. And so you could reassess your connection with certain people. You could learn to set boundaries. You could all of a sudden like leave a a partnership, whether it's business or marriage or long-term commitment, like you could leave, they could leave. Um, It could be a new beginning where you meet a karmic partner where now you are going to be business partners or you're going to get engaged now um, or somebody pops the question, right? Something like that. All of those things can happen when you have an eclipse in your first house. So September is going to be a very big month for you in terms of shifts um, in your life path and, and things that need to change will change and be illuminated. Finally, the last eclipse that happens will be on October 2nd. On October 2nd, you're going to have an eclipse again in your eighth house. And so this will be a new beginnings, new solar, new moon, solar eclipse in Libra at four degrees. Okay, so this will be new beginnings for you in your eighth house, of other people's money, um, your connection with other people, intimacy, sex, and also psychological healing and awakening. Okay, so you're going to have that final chapter, that final eclipse on October 2nd this year. Okay, let's look at Mars retrograde before we get into the fun, good stuff. (laughs) So Mars retrograde will be going on at the end of the year. Mars doesn't like to retrograde. So at the end of the year, we're going to have this uh, time when Mars, which is our planet of our personal drive, our personal will, our ambition, our movement forward, our you know power, um, that is going to be retrograding, which means it's going to be like weakened a bit, and and it's going to be about um, being more internal with it and reevaluating things wherever it's going for you. So Mars retrograde will happen from December sixth to February 23rd. So it's December 6th to February 23rd of 2025, right? So the end of the year, you're gonna have three months and it will be in Cancer and Leo. So it will be in your fifth and sixth house, fifth and sixth house. So Mars retrograding in your fifth house. Um, The fifth house relates to your creativity, your self-expression, your romantic relationships and your children, Okay. So when Mars retrogrades there, it is usually a time where you're reassessing your own romantic relationships, um, dating, if you are dating or if you're single, it'll be a time of reassessing that stuff. It will also be a time of reassessing um, your expression and your creativity, where you might become more internal and more project focused. And it could impact um, the way that you approach your romantic relationships, because again, this is like turning the will inside of, you know, yourself where you start becoming more introspective. It can also cause um, like agitation or frustration and anger in that area. So if there are things that need to come out, you could, or other people too, um, could be a little more aggressive in this area or a little more tense um, because people feel a lot of tension with Mars retrograde. And so that could come out in your relationships and cause some issues. So just be careful there, whether it's with children or romantic people that you're involved with. Um, you just want to be aware that that Mars retrograde is happening. And so it can create like an agitation. And it will also be in your sixth house. And so the sixth house is where you work, right? So your work life. So there could be also some reassessment in terms of your work life and also some agitation in the workplace. Um, some conflict even. So if there's unresolved issues in the workplace, then that would likely come up. 
And so, you, you know, it's a good time to actually work things out. But if you do get into a conflict, even if it's something you don't think it's that big of a deal, it can be a bigger deal during Mars retrograde. Because then with Mars retrograde, it goes on for three months and it's like this internal stuff where it can kind of prolong and become bigger than it really was meant to be, you know? So it's a good time though for addressing, um, you know, issues that need to be resolved. Another thing is it'll be in your sixth house, which is also health. And so this is a favorable time for you for addressing health issues implementing like new wellness practices and meditation practices for your your health and for de-stressing especially because um, Mars can be stressful and sixth house is about stress. So it's about establishing a little bit healthier habits in your daily life and uh, learning how to de-stress, reevaluating how you're dealing with things. And Mars can make you reactive. So you want to really focus on meditation work so you're not as reactive, right? Go more internal, be a little bit more of a hermit in terms of taking care of yourself because this can bring out unresolved issues and conflicts to the service and it can make people feel agitated and, um, you know, all of us. So just be aware of that. Be careful with that. It can be a little bit of an agitation at the end of the year. All right. So let's talk about the positive aspects. Um, So Uranus has been going through your third house for five years. Okay. So Uranus is a planet of shocks and crisis and changes and everything, right? Um, It's kind of like an awakening kind of planet. And it's been going through your third house for five years, approximately. Um, Your third house has to do with like your neighborhood, um, has to do with your siblings, has to do with like skills. um, So, you know, if you want to learn something like a new skill, it's a house of skills, Um, It's the house of communication and also short-term travel, which involves your vehicles. Okay. So for five years, if you've had some issues with these things, the past five years in terms of like um, crisis and issues with your neighborhood or having to renovate or move a lot or, um, you know, um, getting more into technology because skill development. And so it can definitely Uranus likes the third house and it can actually make you um, so that you're developing more skills and technical skills and stuff like that too, which is really cool. But since um, August 28th, since the summer, August 28th of 2023, this last year, Uranus started retrograding, right? Uranus is retrograding in your third house. And so that has been going on for the past, you know, five or six months or whatever. And now January 27th, it'll finally go direct. So over since since the summer, if you've noticed that your third house, which has to do with your neighborhood, um, your siblings, your neighbors, your skills and your communication or your vehicles have been feeling stuck. Any of those topics have been stuck for you, like where it feels stagnant, where all of a sudden, like, you know, I was you know, I I feel like I I need to develop a new skill, but I don't know what it is, or I don't know what to do about it, or who the right teacher is, or maybe um, you're having some issues with neighbors or siblings or something. Something's kind of stuck usually in the third house when you're in this retrogrades in it, right? And so if it is stuck for you, it will lighten up and move forward at the end of January, which is good because it'll go direct. The other good thing is Jupiter has been also transiting your third house. And so Jupiter is a planet of luck. 
Jupiter is the planet of expansion and opportunities. And so Jupiter started going through your house of communication and siblings and neighborhoods since May of 2023. And Jupiter will stay there until May of 2024 this year. So Jupiter is the good planet, right? We like this planet. It's one of our favorites in astrology. Um, and so Jupiter, as it goes through your third house, it's in Taurus, right? It's going to be uh, joining forces with Uranus in April. And so April should be a really good month for you in your third house. So whether it's your, you know, your neighborhood or something to do with your siblings or your car, um, something to do with your skill development, you're going to see some really just unexpected developments happen here in April, likely, and also just good opportunities. Maybe some luck will come your way in this area. You never know what could happen. Um, the conjunction between Uranus and Jupiter will be direct and exact on April 20th and 21st, but it'll be all month. It'll be going on all April into May. Okay, so this will be really nice. So, um, you know, it can bring a, a lot of innovative um, learning opportunities to you. So um, you might be all of a sudden you might go, oh, you know what, I want to pursue this skill, I want to take this class or this workshop, or all of a sudden you realize you find this workshop that, you know, you've been looking for this topic forever, and nobody ever talked about it. And all of a sudden, there it is, you know, um, stuff like that can happen, you find a new teacher that you really like, um, you know, you could learn how um, maybe to express yourself in different ways, um, start developing your communication skills. Um, you could become like a better speaker. Maybe you realize you need to get in Toastmasters. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of Toastmasters, but um, uh, I used to be a part of Toastmasters where you learn how to do public speaking. Um, Toastmasters is great. Uh, so if you're working on your third house, that'd be a good time to join Toastmasters if you really want to develop your communication skills. Um, but expansive learning opportunities is the big thing here. And also, um, it could even be innovative uses of technology. So for example, um, it might be a, a good time for you to start jumping into using social media or artificial intelligence or some kind of digital tools, um, especially digital tools that connect with other people. So learning how to publish online or um, doing marketing online and stuff like that. You can have a lot of opportunity there if you are looking to do stuff like that. Um, also, it can help you to... Uh, to get opportunities in terms of like short-term travel. So maybe all of a sudden, like uh, a new opportunity comes up for you to get a new car um, that you thought you couldn't afford before. And now you can, or somebody's going to give it to you or something like that. Like, you know, so some really good opportunities are going to happen in your third house at the, uh, in the springtime. So I hope that's a wonderful time for you. Thanks so much for watching. If you want to download my free ebook, on love and sex in astrology. It's on my website at brandyjoy.com. And I hope you'll join me next week as I'm getting back into podcasting again. It's been a while. I hope that you'll join me. And um, yeah, I will see you next week. Thanks so much.